All right, so um, some of you guys uh, know and some of you don't, but for uh, a few months, several months, we, we had uh, kind of a, a, a preaching club where we were wanting to, where both Vince and I were wanting to get feedback on our sermons, so we always want to be better, right, but we also want to train up other people to be able to preach, and uh, several several um, people have been part of that, the same kind of cohort for several months, and uh, uh, one of the things we always put out there is, you know, we want you to be able to preach the gospel at the end of this, and so um, that that uh, kind of came to an end a month or two ago, and I'm very excited uh, for this Sunday because we've got two of the guys that are in that group um, who are going to be giving sermons today. Yeah. So praise God for that. And uh, it's going to be, and I said it was going to be a surprise earlier, but just I'll let the surprise out. That's going to be Renewal. Where are you at, Renewal? Yeah, okay. I was like, you didn't run, did he? Mm, just kidding. It's going to be Renewal and Dale. And uh, we're so excited uh, to have them speak. And uh, I, I, I just want you guys to know, I, I've heard a little bit of what God's put on their heart and just the passages that they're going to be preaching from. And I'm just super excited for what God is going to say to this church through them. And so um, I want to pray for Emil first, and then when he's done, I'll come back up and we'll pray with Dale. And, um, but as I pray, let, pray with me that our hearts to be open to receive God's word, and uh, just that we would uh, be humble before his word and let the Holy Spirit speak to us however he may. And uh, also let's pray that God would speak through Emil uh, and Dale. Um, so yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this time together. Thank you so much for your word. God, you said that, Jesus, you said that we shall know the truth, and the truth will set us free. And your word is truth. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And today, we come to you needing truth and needing life. And so we just, as a church, we open our hearts and say, speak to us, Lord. Speak to us in this, in this, uh, in this moment, and, uh, I just pray for you now. I pray that you would bless him and anoint him um, as he speaks, as he preaches the word. I pray that you would um, just encourage him and strengthen him and let him be unhindered um, as he delivers the word you put on his heart. And we'll be loving you, thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, for the first time up here, let's give Renewal a very warm welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. What's up, everyone? <laughs> hey. Yeah, real quick, I have to say, um, when we first got this building and we were moving stuff, David Young, I, I found myself standing like here just, just to see what it was like with, with Kenny and Vince do. And then David was, was like over here, and he was like, Yo, you're going to preach. <laughs> you remember that? Oh man, that was really, it's a, it's a prophetic moment, man. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, okay, so today I want to talk about God's glory in the midst of mission, right? Um, how do we see God's glory and how does it empower His mission, right? So we're going to read out of 2 Corinthians 4.13. Um, if you have a Bible or an app, go ahead and follow along. I'm pretty sure it's up there, too. All right. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We 
also believed, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This is God's word. So, when I think of glory, I tend to think of uh, the glory days, right? When like times are really good and they're at the, the height of what it can be. You know, for me, it was the 90s being a kid, you know, meeting up with your ragtag friends, conquering treehouse after treehouse. You know, you felt felt good. And uh, and then there's the glory days where you can kind of see, you get a picture of um, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. You guys remember Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite? That guy was stuck in his glory days. And if you don't know who he, who he is, he's this washed up 40 year old who would say stuff like, I could throw a football over those mountains as many times as I want. And this guy is like an old bug. Um, <laughs> but Uncle, uh, Uncle Rico's glory and my glory, your glory, um, fade. But God's glory is eternal. And that's, that's good news. That's good news. Um, I love how um, John Piper um, says this. He says, God is most glorified uh, when we are most satisfied in him. That's a, that's a beautiful quote. That's like one of those heart check quotes you gotta, you got to remind yourself of. Um, so what's, what's glory? Uh, at least how does uh, the Bible describe it? The word glory shows up more than 350 times in the whole Bible, depending on the translation. In some translations, it's more than 500 times. Um, and that's, that's a lot of glory. Um, so what is it? What is it? <laughs> um, simply put, glory, God's glory are his, his attributes, his unseen attributes. Um, but we know that they're there. So things like, like love and power and justice, these, these big like, subjective truths that we, we witness, um, they all come from God. That's his glory. Um, and it always belongs to him. And in regards to mission, I love how we say here at New City, um, the, the burden is his and the blessing is ours. So with that, how do we see God's mission? Or excuse me, how do we see God's glory um, in mission? So verse 13, Paul had said, um, I believe so I spoke, right? And what's, uh, he said, um, in the same spirit of faith, now, what's this, this spirit of faith that he's talking about? He's actually pulling from a psalm, Psalm 116.10. And um, it's a beautiful psalm of utter dependency on God in the midst of uh, mental anguish. Um, don't have time to get into it now, but read it. It's, it's beautiful. It's really nice. And, um, but that's the faith that Paul is talking about, is... Um, 
putting, your, like, banking your life, banking, throwing yourself entirely onto who God is, right? Um, that's what it means to have faith in God, or faith in anything, really. But, um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> um, this played out uh, really tangibly uh, for me personally. And when we are trying to be missionally intentional, um, and uh, I was one of the leaders in the Golden Hill um, Gospel Community. And uh, rest in peace, Golden Hill Gospel Community. <laughs> Spirit lives on. <laughs> um, but we were, we were wanting to serve our community. We wanted to um, see, like, what, um, what can we do to love on our city, to, to love um, this good creation that, that God um, has, has made. How do we enter into his story? So uh, it was me and uh, a couple of other leaders um, getting our heads together and by faith asking spirit highlight what do we have in our resources to love in our city. And so we came up with this dope house. We had amazing creative minds, um, musicians, and people who are just willing to, to love and serve people. And that was beautiful. And out of that, this event called Daring Space emerged. And um, that's what we did last weekend. Um, uh, it was the third time. And every time we've done it, it is exponentially grown. And people at the end of it have always felt loved and cared for and they felt safe to like express their their creation. And to me, when when I was able to, to run some of it, even though I was losing my mind, I was going crazy in the midst of trying to make things happen, God was faithful. Like God brought people um, and we got to see like a glimpse of um, God's glory reflecting off of people through their creative work. And, you know, stuff like that, um, it's an amazing grounds to press into relationships and to get to know their story and to, um, you know, share the gospel if, if God wills it. And um, that's, that was all strictly from asking in faith, Spirit, what do you want us to do, right? Um, and out of that, I saw glimpses of God's God's glory, and it was really, really good and refreshing to my soul to see stuff like that. By the way, I've never done anything like that in my entire life. That was like taking that, you know, we talk about taking a step out in faith. That came from that, and it's really, really beautiful. So don't discount yourself. You guys are involved in this mission, no matter how small or insignificant you feel. You play a crucial part in having these things come together, right? Okay. So, doing stuff for God's glory... Um, is relieving because um, it's not on us, right? He's doing the heavy lifting, right? And it's a, it can be a joy-filled one if we approach God's mission like that, right? It's fun. It can be really fun. Um, so why is God's glory important as to as opposed to to us doing it for our glory? Well, the truth is. Um, we can honestly glorify the wrong things. And usually when we do that, um, we're kind of disillusioned with ourselves and disillusioned with who God is. Um, because what we glorify, we worship, and what we worship, um, we tend to put our hope in. And, uh, you know, without God, there, there really is no hope. So those things that I, I mentioned before, like, like beauty, and love, like all these things that come from a source, God, um, if worshipped by those, um, if worshipped alone, they're going to fail because they're not 
without God, they're not going anywhere, right? They don't have eternal value like Paul was talking about, an eternal weight of glory, right? So Romans 3.23 tells us that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we've, we've all been there. That's me too. Okay, that's you and me. Um, and we put our hope in things other than God. And it's pretty sobering when it fails us, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now just for an example, I want to talk about um, celebrities. I'm not bashing on them, but I just want to see, I want to point out that like, we can see this, really. Um, and celebrities who are fixed in um, on finding value strictly off of accomplishments and seeking long-lasting joy and temporal worth. And many of them, at some point or another, have found out that it's not what they thought it was going to be. Right? Why is that? Um, it's because they're glorifying the wrong things, right? Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> so, in regards to that, how does the gospel um, forgive our disobedience and empower um, our obedience? So, I've said it multiple times already. When we live for our glory, it fades and never lasts, right? God's glory is eternal, like we saw in verse 17, and will never fade, and yet it's always His. The gospel forgives our disobedience by showing us Jesus um, is ultimately glorified by God, through the Spirit, through us, right? Um, the Spirit empowers us to be witnesses um, of Jesus in the way that we love, in the way that we serve, in the way that we care. The Spirit empowers us to learn how to have gospel-centered conversations, how to listen, um, and how to point others to Jesus and His good news. Now, uh, really important, it's always the Spirit that makes the connection of who Jesus is. It's never on us entirely. Right? Salvation belongs to who? The Lord, right? So, it's never on us. So that's that's good news because we don't have to burden ourselves to like try to get someone to like come to Jesus. Come on, come to Jesus, please. You know, it's, it's um, though we, we can have a heart like that, but it's never on us to to make that happen. And that's that's um, that's relieving. Um, so the pressure is often essentially because of that. The adventure to see more and more of God's glory is relieving. Um, so I'm going to wrap up with this real quick. How do we know that we can trust God on this, this thing called mission? Well, look at the cross, right? See, there was a historic um, man, meaning existing in time and space, um, that Paul's referring to here um, in the passage. And his name is Jesus, and he made some pretty bold claims and did some pretty amazing miracles. And he backed it all up. He fulfilled all of it. And I love how Hebrews um, puts it. It says, He is the radiance of the glory of God. Let's say that again. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at that right hand of the majesty on high. See, on the cross, the radiance of, 
of the glory of God, God in the flesh, the unseen became seen, crucified, buried for three days, rose, and is still changing lives and drawing people to him. Right? You see, Jesus lost all his glory so that we could be clothed in it. He was shut out so we could get in. So we can step into living God, our living God's reality um, because ultimately we were, we were made for this. Okay? So don't be afraid of partaking in his mission because there's glory to be seen. His glory. It's an eternal one. And so it can be a joyful mission. Alright? So I'm going to close out in prayer and then I'll hand it off to Kenny. So thanks guys for, for letting me share the word with you all. Father, thank you that um, thank you that this is your story. This is your mission, and um, we're just we're blessed because we get to partake in it, and we get to see your glory um, shown in, in different ways that um, that allow us to just worship you for who you are, because you're you're in control. You're running this. We just get to experience this. Um, and we get to fall deeply um, in love with you more and more as we um, press into you, um, even in mission. So thank you. I pray that um, that we would trust in the Spirit when uh, the Spirit is, is guiding us and leading us, and we would follow through, and we'd get to see you more beautifully and, and glorified. Jesus, I ask this in your name. Thank you. Amen. That was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you so much, man. What a good reminder. And uh, that the unseen glory of God became seen on the cross. So we can hold on to that hope. Amen. 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 Um, yeah, I'm going to pray here in just a second. And we're going to introduce Dale. And, uh, man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm so excited for, for both of these uh, brothers to be bringing to us today because I'm, I've seen glimpses of what God's done in my life, and it's just cool to see like, that flowing out. You know what I mean? Like God's been flowing into their life, and now they're beginning to pour that out in this way, and so I'm excited for that. So um, let's pray again. So we're going to pray and uh, pray with the girl and uh, for our hearts ready to receive. And, uh, pray with me if you would. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for this word that we've already heard and uh, for the word that we're going to continue to hear. And I pray that our hearts would be ready um, to be encouraged and challenged and convicted and strengthened and empowered by you, by your word and by your spirit. And I pray for Dale right now. Uh, I pray that you would set his heart at ease and help him Lord, to, to be unhindered as he proclaims your word. And I pray that you would help us to be ready to hear. Lord, and we, we love you and we thank you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on out, Dale. Let's welcome him. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, first, I just want to say I'm impressed for now. Doing the sermon in 10 minutes is not easy, so uh, you're doing about 11 minutes. Um, I'm going to try to do it in 10 minutes, but no promises. Yeah, for those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Dale. I've been coming to New City about a year. Renew has been here longer, so most of you guys probably know him. 
my wife and I, everybody look at my wife right here, Gabrielle. Make, make her feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, we've been coming here about a year, and we absolutely love New City. We love the community, uh, we love the realness of people, um, and we've just been so blessed. We've grown so much in this past year um, that it's awesome. Uh, so we got married March 2016, and I'll tell you what, I'm so blessed uh, to have somebody in my life who loves details, and uh, the whole like planning, planning the wedding was all on her, um, and I still felt overwhelmed even though I had no duties. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it was really cool, there's, there's one specific thing that I loved doing, preparing for the wedding. And uh, I, it may not show, but I love eating. I, I eat a lot. Um, and we went to a caterer and had taste testing. And I'll tell you what, um, they don't skimp out on the food they bring out. And they just keep bringing plates and plates and plates of food. We had leftovers for like three weeks. I was, I was on cloud nine just eating and eating. Um, and luckily we were, we were able to get a taste of what we were going to have at our wedding. Right? We were able to get a taste of the future. And luckily everything worked out. Um, we found out what we were. I think we had fajitas, right? Keeping it at San Diego. Um, and there's a couple different things. These might be extremes, but there's a couple different things that could have happened. Right? We could have been caught up uh, in the present and jumped from catering to catering and catering because it was fulfilling and it was so much fun um, that we would almost forget about why we were even going to the caterers. Does that make sense? We, we would get caught up here that we'd forget about the wedding. Not completely, but we, we would forget why we were there. Uh, the other side is we could almost get too focused on that wedding day, too focused on uh, the future, that, or even counting down the days. I know I had an app on my phone that counted down the days, and that's not bad. I know you guys have that. <laughs> and that, that's not bad at all, but, but if that becomes a priority where you're focusing so much on that specific event, we can miss out on the fun and exciting things like the taste testing and all the other details, and we, and, and we can miss out on building my relationship with my future wife. Uh, and I think this can apply to us as Christians in general, right? Sometimes we're so focused on making sure everything is okay right now uh, that we, we, we just miss out on, on, on what we have in store for us, right? Or, or we can get so focused on the end times and, and, and the future and what's to come that we miss out on deepening our relationships with each other and connecting with God. Uh, and the, the reality is there needs to be a mix of, of, of both or a middle ground. Right. Um, the reality is we do have a future hope, and uh, and we just need to be aware of the now as well and the mission that God's God's called us into. And if we look at uh, Acts 1, 69, we see that the disciples actually had uh, one of these issues. They were so focused on what was to come that they didn't even realize that they had a task at hand. So I want to read Acts uh, 1, 69. Up there. Yeah, so it says, So uh, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, 
is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on him, uh, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. So, first off, I think, I think it's important to point out the, what happened uh, in Jesus' life. Right? When we look at the life of Jesus, I think he was the ultimate example of being a picture of the kingdom in the now. Right? What did he do? He, he fed people. He healed people. He befriended the sick and the outcasted. Right? God in flesh came and he served. Jesus knew what the kingdom was like, and he came and he gave people glimpses of that kingdom. So in this passage from Acts, um, this, is, this is right after Jesus, or Jesus had died and, and he'd been resurrected. This is right before he was about to get ascended into heaven. And he leaves the disciples, but he doesn't leave them empty-handed. Right? He promises the Holy Spirit. Um, but the, the disciples are still focused on one thing. They ask the question, so Jesus, uh, like, is this, you've been talking about the kingdom for so long, is this going to happen right now? Like, what's going on? They've, they've gotten tastes of the kingdom. And just by being around Jesus, they, they'd seen glimpses of the kingdom, and they couldn't wait for it. Right? Uh, it makes me think of movie trailers. Um, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big movie guy, but you guys, uh, you go to the movies and there's the movie trailers before. Right? You see something you like, and you get excited about it. What's the next question we, we usually ask? When is it coming out? Exactly. <laughs> so, so the disciples, they couldn't wait. They had seen this movie tour of Jesus living out the kingdom, and they just couldn't wait for it. They were excited. They couldn't wait for this kingdom to happen. But what does Jesus do next? In verse 7, Jesus goes and he rejects any speculation about the time that the kingdom is going to be coming. Right? And he replaces it with a more relevant subject. And what is that relevant subject? It's a task. It's a call. He said, don't worry about when the kingdom is coming, but in the meantime, right now, you guys are going to be my witnesses. Right? This kingdom is exciting. It's coming. But right now, you're going to show people this kingdom by living it out. He calls us into mission. Right? We have a few roles in mission. And this, this is one of them. To be a preview. To be a glimpse. To be a, a foretaste of the kingdom. And just like movie trailers... Um, we, you know, producers don't, they don't make the movie trailers without knowing what the movie's going to be about. Right? That doesn't make any sense. So for us, in order for us to be a, <laughs> for, in, in order for us to be a preview of the kingdom, we kind of have to have an understanding of what the kingdom is like. And when I think of the kingdom, and you can see it through, throughout scripture, just the life of Jesus. When I think of the kingdom, I think about how needs are met in the kingdom. Right? But being involved in God's mission means we're alleviating the needs around us. In the kingdom, there's no hungry people. Right? So to be a preview, we make sure people are hungry. In the kingdom, there's no mistreated people. And in the kingdom, there's justice. So to be a preview, we make sure we're treating people right and, and that we're fighting for justice. Right? 
and, and there's no outcasts, so we're inviting. And this is, this is what it's like to be a, a preview of the kingdom. Jesus' life is full of this. That's why he came healing and feeding and befriending people. He's the ultimate picture of the kingdom. And as a body of believers, right, this is a place where we can exhort one another, love one another, um, forgive one another, encourage one another. And, and by doing so, we are living out the kingdom. In this way, we become a, a, a concrete, a tangible way for people to see what the kingdom is like. Right? When, when you guys think of the kingdom, it's kind of like this distant, um, distant thought, right? The kingdom me, but we're called to be this concrete, tangible way for people to see the kingdom. It's not going to be perfect, right? And it doesn't tell the whole story, but we can give people little glimpses, and it can give people hope. Uh, there's a there's an author named Robert Brown. And he wrote a book called Read Jesus. Let me just read this quote. It says, It's our task to create foretastes of the kingdom on this planet, living glimpses of what life is meant to be, which include art and music and poetry and sharing laughter and picnics and politics and moral outrage and wonder and humor and endless love. Doesn't this sound exciting? We all know the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom is wonderful, and that's what Jesus calls us to do, is to live that out on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, when I was thinking about examples of this, when I just think of last week at the Uptown Scattered Gathering, Tom and Chino, you guys did a wonderful job. And just the picture of the brunch that we had, there's people from all over, the CrossFit gym, a coffee shop, there's people from all over the place. And we're just living life, sharing our lives with each other. What a wonderful picture of the kingdom, right? Um, just to kind of start wrapping up a little bit, uh, it's kind of cool because feels the catering story from the beginning of, of this, um, there's kind of a, a cool little connection, right? So in Revelation 19, Revelation 19.6, talks about at the end of days, there's going to be a feast. There's going to be a celebration, and it's called the Marriage Supper of the Lambs. Right? And this is where the bride, which is the church, and the bridegroom, which is Christ, come together and celebrate what has happened and what God has done. And this is, this is where the, the kingdom is in full swing. The kingdom is, is going. And in this sense, we're called to be like the catering company for this marriage supper of the lambs. Right? We're called to, be, to give people a little taste of what's going on. But... If you think about it, that's kind of a hard task, right? Um, I, that means that I need to do something that I may not even know how to do, or I may need to do something I'm not even willing to do, right? And as beautiful as that picture is of the kingdom, I screw up, I hold grudges, I, the kingdom is inviting, and I don't invite people, right? Sometimes the preview of the kingdom that we're giving people isn't all that exciting, or isn't all that hope-giving, right? So when our kingdom movie trailer, our kingdom taste test, doesn't go the way we, uh, we hope it does, there's still some good news, right? That even in our failures, it's his kingdom, right? Even in our failures, 
he inaugurated this kingdom. And this kingdom is built on grace and not on our performance. Right? He will fulfill his kingdom. He loved us enough to call us into his mission to be previews. He gave us the spirit to help us be better glimpses of the kingdom. We don't need to try harder. Right? Jesus has invited us into his kingdom, into his party, and he just calls us to invite others and to show them what the kingdom is like. That's all I got for you guys. I'm going to pray real quick. Yeah, we'll pray real quick. Lord, we just thank you so much for um, this picture of the kingdom. Uh, we just look through, throughout scripture and you just live it out in, in every aspect of your life. God, we're so thankful for that. We ask you to help us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us be glimpses of that kingdom. We ask you um, to help us not get stuck in the now, where we're not even thinking about a future kingdom. God, we ask you to help us not be so focused on that future kingdom that we aren't building our relationships here or connecting with you, God. Lord, we just thank you for today. I just ask that you, uh, you bless us and bless this, this time in the remaining service. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Romero. One more time, let's just give him a hand. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for playing and preparing and for offering that word.